Hey there, friend. If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the Quick Start is for you. It's a minimal investment, and here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the quick start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your quick start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The Quick Start Inventory Genius combines every method that I teach into a simple, bite-sized, actionable step, yes, one step, That will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start to inventory genius. I promise you this will be some of the best money you have spent all year. Now let's get back to the show. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I am your host, Sierra, and we're going to continue on with our Profit First Focus Week. We have a lot of um, special extra episodes for you, so I hope you all have been really enjoying just diving into Profit First from all different angles this week. We're going to be wrapping up our Profit First conversations with Rocky, who is joining me here today. He's a Profit First certified professional as well. And we're going to be talking a lot about numbers and financial literacy today. I'm really excited. So thanks for joining me, Rocky. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here with you. Yes. And for those of you who are watching this on YouTube later, you can see there we have the Profit First book right behind um, on the shelf. I have one behind me too. It's behind the whiteboard, but all good. Um, Rocky, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you're at? Give us a little background. So I'm a spreadsheet geek. I love looking at spreadsheets and tax returns, not the, to, to do the tax returns, but looking at the numbers creates a story for me. And I always like to then investigate that story and figure out why the numbers ended up the way they did. It asked, just causes me to ask a million questions, which are like, how do we make better sense of this? How do we improve it? Because I can see things. I'm like, oh, if you just did this, we could fix all of this. And I think more often than not, business owners, they don't look at their financials. That's the reality of it. It's not what they love doing. And that's okay. Find somebody on your team who does love it and just put them in charge of that. Yeah. So let's talk about the story. Because you mentioned how you like to look at a client's numbers and understand the story that it's telling about their business. So talk to us about, as a small business owner, you know, many of us start out with this idea at the kitchen table. We have this awesome product we want to invent, or we we know that there's a need for a boutique in our community, whatever the story might be. And so we go in all in, um, you know, we create this business concept. We're great at selling. We're great at buying. We're great at merchandising, maybe good at marketing, but the numbers tend to get like the back seat for quite a while, usually until like, where'd my money go? I need to figure out where my money went. But what, as business owners, can we start to think about 
as it relates to the story of our business. So how do we put priority on understanding our numbers so that we have a true picture, an accurate story? What, do, so, what should we start thinking about? I, I think if you're talking about a boutique or a shop or so forth, I think the first question to ask yourself is if I buy something for $100, what am I going to retail it for? And then what am I going to retail it for after discount? Hmm, yeah. Right. And I think a lot of people think if I can buy something like a dress for $100 and sell it for $200, I'll be fine. But if you if you sell the dress for 200 and then you discount it 25%, now you're down to 150. And I think that's where you start getting in the danger zone of not having enough money from the sale to cover all of your overhead. So I yes. think up front is understanding your margins, understanding your margins after discount, and also understanding your margins let's just say I bought a hundred of something. The reality is we may not, especially in clothing or in, in fashion or even in jewelry, I might not be able to sell a hundred of them. I might only be able to sell 80 of them, which again, you know, between a discount and a not selling stuff, which then gets sold maybe at a loss, we're really going to struggle in our business. So I think understanding what those numbers are and once you have an idea, then when you look at an opportunity, if you apply that formula to it, you can see whether or not it's worthwhile to do it. And yeah. for a lot of my clients, what I know is they're constrained. So if you're selling a name brand, people say, well, everyone else is selling it for X. So I, I can't compete unless I compete on price. So for them, we tell them you got to bring in private label. You got to right. do something else to pick up margin because otherwise you are going to struggle. Yeah, that's such a good point. We were just having this conversation. I have a free Facebook group where we just talk about inventory numbers, you know, all of, all of those things, financials. And we were just having this conversation because several um, participants in the dialogue said, well, my prices are, you know, mapped out for me. I have no wiggle room. And so I said, okay, then let's bring in some other categories. Let's look at off price. Let's look at closeout opportunities, some other brands. We have to change the mix in the store because you can't live on a 50% margin. <laughs> you can't live on a 50% margin. And, you know, even if you market that, like you said, what about the markdowns? What about the damaged goods? All of those pieces eat into that margin. So um, when you work with a client and they come, so switching gears a little bit, talking about profit first and the financial. So if somebody comes to you and says, okay, I really want to start with profit first, but I've never had a bookkeeper or an accountant. I maybe have receipts thrown in a box somewhere if I even keep them. What is your counsel to them so that they can start profit first? We don't discourage that but yet use the financials. Like, what do you tell your clients? How do you work with your clients on that? So if I have no idea, the first question is, do I have tax returns? Okay. If I have tax returns, they're at least going to give me a directional starting point. Because within the tax return, I know how much you got paid. Mm -hmm. I know whether or not you were profitable. In there, I can glean what your inventory costs were. I can see what some of your overhead is. And generally where money's going, not perfectly, but I get some generalities. Yeah. From that, we we have an idea of where's a starting point. 
A lot of times with Profit First, if you're not sure what to do, we start with 1%, 1% to profit, 1% to tax, right? Let's just build a habit because I think the habit is much more important than the actual amounts that are coming in there. So we talk about going to the gym. The first time you go to the gym, you don't sit down at the weight bench and fill it up with all the plates and and go, let's go for it because it's going to crash on your head. You start with an empty bar and you learn your form. And maybe even with the empty bar, you've got a spotter. And so I think that's the build a habit. And once the habit gets going, then you start doing little tweaks and you continue to build up to what the targets are in the book. But we just start with where we're at. I love that little habit. So good. Consistency. That's the hardest part. It's not the amount that we transfer that's hard. It's the habit of getting it done. So how do we apply good habits to reviewing our financials? I have a lot of clients that have a bookkeeper. They've done that. They feel like I've done that right. I've had a bookkeeper forever, but they never look at the the reports. (laughs) What would be a good habit for someone to start with when it comes to their financials? Well, so I think In the beginning, the first thing we want to do is at least make sure that our reports are in a format that make it understandable for us to understand our business. So what I mean by that is the top line is your sales. Well, everybody knows your sales. It's pretty easy to understand that. The next line that we really should know is what was my cost of goods? Now, my cost of goods is what it cost, plus all the shipping to me and anything else that was involved in getting that product to my store. Um, So all of that is in cost of goods, and that should be broken out on your financial report to show it to you. And then let's subtotal that, and that's our gross profit. Now, we want to apply a percentage to that because one month, let's just say, you know, our cost of goods was 10,000. The next month it was 12,000. The next month it was 8,000. Well, which one is good and which one is bad? Well, I don't know. But if we look at it as a percentage of sales, we'll start to get an idea to say, hey, this is a good profit margin or it's not and it's not sustainable. And then everything else below that we put as our overhead and you start to look at what's our labor, what's our rent, um, any other major category. So I don't want a million lines. I want my major categories. And what do those look like? How much are you taking as a salary or however you take your your pay from the company? Let's look at that every month. And then it's watching the trend, I think, month to month to month to see what's happening. Now, the reality, and this is what I think most business owners don't understand, your P&L does not match your cash balance. They are two right. separate things. Profit oh, but that's does not so equal frustrating cash. for people. <laughs> They're like, but this is what the piece of paper says. Yes, it does not. It yeah. does not. And there's a couple reasons for that. Most of the changes occur on the balance sheet and nobody ever looks at the balance sheet month to month. So if you bought inventory, it will suck up your cash but it's not going to show up on your P&L if your accounting is done well. Exactly. Now, not everybody does accrual accounting with inventory. And so then you see things go all up and down and you don't have a clear picture of what's going on in your business, yeah. which is a problem. And then the other thing is if you're an owner and you're just taking a draw, 
Well, your draw doesn't show up on the P&L, so you don't realize how much you've taken out of the business. If you borrowed money and you're making a payment on the loan, the payment doesn't show up on the P&L. So there's a lot of things that are missing from a cash flow standpoint that do not show up. And unfortunately, QuickBooks cash flow report really doesn't give you a good picture of what's going on. So here's what I want you to walk away with. It's not you. It's the accounting report suck. They don't yeah. give you a good picture of what's going on. That's why Profit First is so awesome because you can look at your bank account and you yeah. know what your cash is up to the date. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Oh my goodness, you're such a great teacher, which makes me, I did not have this question on my list, but now I want to know, can you explain for the audience? So this is all inventory-based business owners and they might be salon owners, bridal shops. I mean, anyone with inventory. Can you explain to them the difference between cash accounting and accrual accounting and what you think we should be using as inventory-based owners? So cash accounting basically says until the cash moves, nothing shows up in the profit and loss statement. So whenever cash comes in or goes out, that's when it gets recorded. So let's say I'm an inventory-based uh, store owner and it's September and Christmas is coming. So I buy $100,000 of materials to sell for Christmas. Well, in that month of September, if I only had $30,000 in sales and I spent 100,000 on inventory plus everything else, it looks like you lost a ton of money and you're going yeah. home and crying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that's not really true because your business has all this inventory that you know you're going to sell in October, November, and December. So with accrual accounting, what happens is that $100,000 of inventory doesn't show up in your P&L. It goes on your balance sheet and it says inventory went up 100,000. Your profit and loss for September shows you what happened in September. And then in October, November, and December, as you sell that product, you should also take it out of inventory and put it into cost of goods sold. So this gives you a real reflection of what your true cost of goods sold is every month. Otherwise, you see these wild, crazy swings. Oh, you have no. no idea what's going on. And it becomes very hard to manage your finances. And you don't even know what inventory got lost. Right. Oh, so good. You guys need to rewind this and listen again and again. It's nice to have someone else preaching this besides just me, because I feel like you're backing me up. So I sound legit. Because, you know, it is, it's really frustrating. A lot of inventory-based owners, they don't know how to look at their book. I mean, they're not bookkeepers and then they get these books and they don't tell them. I was just looking with a client at her P&L and this exact thing happened. So I said, oh, wow, you had an 80% margin last month. Well, I'm really happy for you. We know that's not true. And then the month before she, so she showed such a deficit, like a negative margin, which is not possible. I mean, you couldn't run your business over and over like that. And so I said, you know, the inventory isn't making its first stop on the balance sheet. It's all showing up on the P&L and we can't run a business if we don't know what the margins are. And so it's so nice to hear you articulate it so well for people. And I think the bigger problem here is creating an inventory system, which is not easy. Getting yeah. a reliable, accurate system that tracks what's coming in and out. I think that's the harder part is being able to do that 
and setting yeah. it up and putting everything into it, you know, up front it sucks. Yeah. But over time, it's going to help you. It's, so it's much just better. like everything. It's like going to the gym, right? Yeah. Front, it sucks, but over time, it will help you. And it takes time. This isn't a three month and everything's fixed. And I mean, just like going to the gym, it takes a lot of a time to build those muscles and those habits. It does. I, for the business owners that work with me, that listen and follow and stick to the plan, 18 months later, they invariably say to me, I've never had so much cash. What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good feeling. They build it up over time. Yeah. But it does take time. It does. So let's talk about debt very briefly. Um, Debt is another, you know, monster. And a lot of times we feel so much shame and guilt around the debt that we've accrued in our businesses. How did I get here? How do I get out of it? How do you help your clients using profit first? and accurate financials or understanding the story of their numbers, get themselves out of debt. So generally what we will do is we use the profit account and we take a percentage of the profit distribution to pay down debt over time. And that's the easiest way to do it. Still reward yourself a little, but use the excess to start paying down the debt. Now, we're in interesting times. So good debt, bad debt, in between debt. Um, a lot of people got EIDL loans at very low interest rates. We're kind of advising people for right now, do not necessarily pay down those loans faster. Mm-hmm. Take the money, put it in a separate bank account, go get 4%, 5% interest from the bank because it'll cover your interest payments on, on your loan. Um, If you've got vendors that you're buying from and they're giving you 60-day terms, okay, let's take the 60-day terms. let's use it. Let's do that. If you're borrowing money to pay for daily operations, you're in trouble. You're in massive, massive trouble. You just don't realize it yet. And so I think that's a bigger thing. Sometimes we need to borrow to pay for inventory. Okay, we'll do that to begin with. But over time, we need to unwind that and make sure that we're constantly saving towards inventory. So when it comes time to make the next purchase, we have the cash. Yeah, that is so good. So I want everyone to listen to that. Think of the debt that you have and don't lump it all together into what did I do? But let's pick it apart, pull it apart. What kind of debt do we have? Is it a line of credit for inventory? Is it a small SBA loan with really low interest and amazing terms? Is it a capital loan that's eating into all of your margin? We have to treat all of these parts of debt differently um, and then use your profit first, your profit account to go against the debt that's not serving you well. Um, And if it is debt for operating, like Rocky said, we need to figure out why. What's going on that you're not able to to, sustain your operating expenses without taking on debt? Because like you said, lots of trouble there. Um, Anything you would like to just encourage our clients or our listeners with before we take off for the day, if they don't have a bookkeeper, they don't have accountants, they know they need to understand the story of their numbers, where do they start? Any words of encouragement? Um, there are a lot of low-cost bookkeepers out there. Um, some of them are automated. You get what you pay for. Um, mm-hmm. 
but at least to start off, something is better than nothing or learn how to do it yourself. It really depends on how much you have in the way of transactions. As much of it as you can automate, automate, right? A lot of it can be at least automated. Um, Profit First will work regardless of the underlying bookkeeping Depending on how you do it, it's actually the the because I just did this myself. I was analyzing 2022, and I'm like, QuickBooks is giving me numbers that I don't trust. Yeah. And so I went to my income account. I said, "Give me a total of all the money that went in my income account." I go, "That was what my sales were." I know that because that's just my income. Yeah. And I went to my opex. I should told me, you know, the total of my opex. I'm going. That's what I spent, and so that gives me a lot more clarity of how much is actually coming and going within the business. And if you have an inventory account, you can just look at it and see how much money came in and went out of your inventory account. So you get a pretty good picture of what's going on. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, everybody needs a scoreboard, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to go and watch a game that doesn't have a scoreboard and a time clock. Oh my goodness. So good. Right. So you have to have a scoreboard to look at. Now, when you look at an airplane cockpit, there's a lot of gauges. The gauge we've been talking about this whole time, for the most part, is the fuel gauge. But that's just one of many gauges. You need to understand the other gauges in your business and what they're telling you and what the results are. But, you know, at least starting with a full tank of gas is a a great starting place. It is a good start. You can get a lot farther with a full tank of gas. You can. Yeah. So um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about today, you do the same thing I do. We coach and consult on financial matters and profit. It's really hard when someone feels like they have no money. They don't. The last thing they want to do is pay for someone to tell them that. How do you overcome that? in your client's mind. So when someone comes to you and they're like, I'd love your help, but I just don't know if I can afford you. They want to push that to the last. What are some conversation pieces that you have with potential clients when they're thinking about getting some financial help? Bottom line, we are a profit center. If we are not helping you to have a growing and more profitable business, our first piece of advice is to fire us. Because We're not providing you value. And as a good financial advisor, we should tell you that and remove ourselves from the equation. The reality is you probably do need help. And you have to look at the person who's in charge of your finances as somebody who's going to help you multiply your money. All right. If you look at a large corporation, when they fire the CFO, they don't go, oh, we're eliminating that position. No. Right. They hire somebody new to sit in that seat because- the person who's running the company knows they need a good financial person to tell them what is going on. The cool thing is in today's world, you can get somebody, I mean, we're essentially part-time. We're not there full-time. You don't have to pay for full-time help. You can get part-time advice that will get you to the next level. And a good advisor will help you to be more profitable and show you what's going on give you the accountability. Let's go back to the gym story, right? If you had a cook 
and a trainer, how much better would you do in physical shape if you had somebody holding you accountable, pushing you to the next level and delivering writing your workouts, yeah, telling you it, what to focus on? Exactly. Yeah. Life would be so much easier. And that's yeah. kind of the key that we want to talk about. That's really what it comes down to is just that ability. Yeah. So good. Oh, I could talk to you forever. This is just great. Um, I hope all of you found one or two nuggets that you could pull from this conversation today. Rocky, where can people find you, connect with you? So my podcast is Profit Answer Man. We teach a lot of what we talk about in much more depth, teach the profit first system. And the website is profitcomesfirst.com. So good. Well, thanks for joining me today. It was really nice to just chat with you, talk about numbers. You do a really great job of breaking things down and making it easy for us. So I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope this was just a great finish to the week. I know I love this conversation. If you got something out of this podcast episode, will you share it? I think this would be a great conversation to share with your fellow entrepreneurs. So please pass the word along, give us a great review. And if you are looking for additional help, please head over to my website, sierrastockland.com. We'll put all of Rocky's information in the show notes. Thanks again and have a great afternoon, everyone. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friend. If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the Quick Start is for you. It's a minimal investment. And here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the Quick Start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your Quick Start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The Quick Start Inventory Genius combines every method that I teach into a simple, bite-sized, actionable step, yes, one step, that will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the Quick Start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the Quick Start to Inventory Genius. I promise you, this will be some of the best money you have spent all year. Now let's get back to the show.